Another episode of Friday Night Counter-Attack. It's been a good day so far for everyone who doesn't support Manchester United because we're recording on a Tuesday and we just have we just lost the young boys. So um not not the best of uh, starts to the podcast, but I'm in I'm in a good mood because it's been a good weekend for me. It was good to go watch um Cristiano Ronaldo return to Old Trafford. Uh, we won four one against Newcastle, so that was a fun time. It was a great game and a great time out. It's great to be back within the fan stadiums and seeing everyone properly. It was good to really enjoy the return of Cristiano Ronaldo. We put a vlog out on our YouTube channel, so be be wary of when that's out. That should be out now, actually, which should be good. But I'm a bit emotional after that uh, young boy's defeat. Mohammed just learned about it now as well. So, Mohammed, thanks for coming back on the podcast. It's good to see you. How have you been this week? Yeah, I've been good, yeah. Um, just cracking on with life, I guess. Nothing too um, draining. It hasn't been very, like, sunny here in London. So, yeah. When is it ever sunny, I guess? When is it ever sunny? It's never sunny in Stoke. I finally found that whole reasoning of the fact that it's sunny in Stoke. Adam's just joined the podcast. So Adam, thanks for joining the podcast yet again. It's the same lineup as last week. It's all well and good. Uh, we're both in pain. As If you're watching this on YouTube, um, you'll see the pain in my eyes and especially in Adam's eyes because he's just turned the light off because Man United have just lost to the young boys in the worst way possible. Adam, how are you doing after that young boys defeat? Not good. Not good. My no. stomach my stomach was turning inside of inside and out. I'm just there like this is painful. Absolutely painful. We could have held one for a draw, but we didn't. Last minute of the game, Mohammed, and anyone yes, listening. Some we, idiotic pass. Some stupid pass from Jesse Lingard passes it back into no man's land and an attacker comes on, scores a goal and <sighs> we're we're the most, zero for the one. Most idiotic pass you can possibly do. It's going to be sad to see how it goes for the rest of the season, but I'm pretty sure we can still qualify from the Champions League campaign. The next time we play Young Boys is match day six. So the fact that Atlanta and um, Villarreal, who are also in our group, they're going to be playing today. They're going to be seeing this and thinking, oh, we can get one one step ahead of Manchester United, who are the favourites in this group. But the next game against Villarreal will be crucial in in this game. But let's go back to the positives for a bit, Adil. Um going to be a short podcast today but I just want to know your thoughts on Cristiano Ronaldo returning to Manchester United and you've been able to watch Cristiano Ronaldo at Old Trafford for Manchester United how did you find that well you saw me you're on YouTube you're on YouTube you're on YouTube with the vlogs I've put that video of you on YouTube so yeah everyone can see your you know the one of me seeing you outside of Adminas like oh my god you're wearing a kit no don't put that on it's already on. It's already what? on. What? <laughs> it, it was funny. I just found it funny. I was like, oh my God, you're wearing the kit. It's insane. <laughs> oh man. Yes, yeah, on our match day vlog, we'll be doing match day vlogs for every game that we go to this season. So that'll be quite fun to see what we've got on. But sorry, how did you find the game? Adam's looking at it on YouTube and he's going to report it. He's going to like, delete it. Delete that footage. Did <laughs> you report it for copyright infringement? <laughs> it was my video. Didn't, didn't ask for permission to put me on the video. I haven't put you guys on the video for last week's one either. Either. <laughs> oh man, that that was painful. Oh, it, it, I can only really laugh was, away the pain. Laugh away the pain. I have to. All day on Saturday. It's insane. The, the whole city was in was in vibes. It was, it was just something else. Like I was driving into Manchester as well, going through the city centre, and you just see Man United fans everywhere. Red everywhere. It was crazy. It's, and then the old is Ronaldo's name, and it's like, oh, it's back <laughs> in the good way. It's just like 
Damn. Is, is actually here. Mohamed, I want to ask you a question. Who's your who's your greatest player of all time that you've seen? Messi or Ronaldo? And I just want to know why. We're not going to have a debate or anything. I just want to know why. Um, difficult one, to be honest. I, I, I don't like actually saying who's best. Who's your, who's your favourite? Who's your favourite? My favourite? Um, mm. It'd probably be Ronaldo. Purely because growing up, you see him, you used to see him, well, I used to watch matches that United play and you see him play and it's just phenomenal, really. I didn't really, I wasn't really a big fan of the Spanish league. Mm. Every now and then I'd tune into an El, El Clasico, but not really that much. The only if time I'd really messy play, yeah, would be in Champions League, to be honest. Yeah, I think they're playing tomorrow as a time of speaking against Club Bruges. So they, they're playing in Belgium. So that should be a good time to see Messi play in, yeah. his, in this game, which would be good. But um, realistically speaking, everyone's bringing about that whole Ronaldo-Messi debate because Ronaldo has turned back to the Premier League. He is doing it for Manchester United. He did score in our defeat today, today against Young Boys. But realistically speaking, realistically speaking, how do you see it going? Do you reckon it could actually be a successful season for Manchester United, Mohamed, with... Ronaldo and um, Sancho, Fernandez, Pogba, uh, Greenwood, and Marcus Rashford to come. Do you reckon Ronaldo can actually inspire these players to actually come back and actually win a trophy? Because we've been so close yeah. over the last few years, but how do you kind of see it from a neutral point of view? I think, it, yeah, you can, you can inspire your forwards, yes. Um, mm. Up to a degree. But whether they win something, I'm not too sure. Because, for, like, really good set of forwards mm. like it's one thing but not having like a solid defence solid solid kind of well you do have solid defence let's say your midfield is the, the weak link to be honest um, mm -hmm. I think yeah like he can inspire change and like that increase in performance from your forwards uh, which is like really really good mm -hmm. um, but I, I'm not sure it'd be enough to for you guys to win a trophy in my opinion in your opinion it's 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 gonna be it's gonna be a big thing because time will tell how he actually does. I mean, he's always tr he's already trying to inspire people with how he's playing and how he's looking after his body in the team. But Adam, did you hear that story about how he was saying how Lee Grant was saying um, about the fact that no one was having dessert because he didn't have dessert? <laughs> I saw that. I didn't. I, I bought pineapple for for my dessert tonight. I didn't have any dessert tonight, so I was like, that's my inspiration from Cristiano Ronaldo. Are you changing pineapple. your meal? Are you changing your meals as well? Yeah, I mean, I had profiteroles and I had uh, cheesecake <laughs> on the weekend, and I was like, you know what? Let's Got let's that. have pineapple. Let's have pineapple. Dump that exotic fruit. I got I've got football in a bit as well, so I don't really want to be having any fattening things as well. I want to burn uh, that energy. But Adil, how do you see the season going? Obviously, Ronaldo is going to be starting as the number nine now as a, as a striker, so the wingers will kind of be playing around him. It's just. Realistically, do you think there's any way that he can actually take this team any further than it can be done? I mean, we've got Varane, who's a very good sign. No, of course, of course, he can. He can. And we've also got Varane that came in to improve mm. uh, the back. We just look a lot more short at the back now. Obviously, Ronaldo can. I think the buzz around Old Trafford is like, you know, it's it's something else that. I haven't heard or seen since maybe Sir Alex left. Yeah, even even that it was just, it and was a sad that, day when he that left. That alone, that alone in itself, you, you know, you just feel like there's something building. I know it's only one game, 
we have to wait another five, six games to see what how we do. Mm-hmm. You can't get carried away after one game. You know, you have to wait and see where we are. End of October, end of November, and then we see how you know how far they get, where they are in the table. Because for me, what what I see is I see the opposition managers like uh, Thomas Tuchel and Jurgen Klopp saying, yeah, he's a great player, but he's not great for our teams because he's going to be troubling us. And when we were playing these teams last season, Chelsea and Liverpool, we were going for the draw. We weren't really going for the kill because we didn't have that killer instinct. And I think that's what Ronaldo will really be trying to inspire because in these big games last season, we weren't our best. We didn't have an X factor last season. We had Bruno Fernandes, but that's from midfield. Yeah. Cavani wasn't there all season. He was in and yeah. out of the team. Marshall was in and out of form. And Rashford was on the winger. He, he's a genuine superstar. Mm. And, superstar. you know, he brings that. Pain. Sorry. Sorry, Mohammed. We're in pain after that young boys game because he scored a, he scored a really good goal. Like, it's a really good cross yeah. from Bruno Fernandes outside of the boot into the box. And then he scored 1 0. Everything looking rosy, everything looking daisy. <laughs> And then Aaron Wabisaka does uh, a high foot, so he goes over the player's ankle and he just studs him, and then straight Bro, red card. It wasn't. Yeah. It, it was accidental. No, don't blame my Wabisaka for that. You know? No, not at all. But it's it's yeah. one of those things, isn't it? If it goes it's, over the foot, you wait for going to give it a red card. Yeah, but yeah. the end of that pass is just you don't do that, man. Not not in the ninetieth minute. You don't do those things. Just whack it away. Just put it into the stands or something. Whack it. Is off balance. It just went the wrong way, but it's awful. It's absolutely awful. Just, just hit it as hard as you can. Does my way it goes. Speaking not, of awful, not back pass. Speaking of awful, Mohammed Spurs has also also lost on the weekend yeah. after we all suspected them to win. <laughs> we were, we yeah. all said it on our podcast. We said that are oh, we going to win? But Patrick Vieira had other ideas, and um, Eobard, the new striker for Crystal Palace from Celtic, uh, had other ideas as well coming off of the bench, but. I really didn't get that midfield, man, because I was going uh, to the Man United game and I was listening to it on, in the car. Um, and Adel was probably listening to it as well. But we had a midfield of Deli Ali, Harry Winks, Oliver Skip, and Hjorberg with Harry Kane and Lucas. Yeah. What, like for me, what was that about? Because I'm, I'm just kind of there thinking that's too conservative for an away game to Crystal Palace, who are already a conservative side. Even under Vereira, they've, they've played some attacking football, but they're still quite conservative from what I've seen. So what what can we expect yeah. from the next game um, for Tottenham Hotspur, Mohammed? What do you kind of expect? In that? I I I I'd, I'd say drop a drop of Harry Wings because I, I just don't think he's he's cut good enough at all. He's yeah, I don't think he's cut out for Spurs. You know, if they want to go for if they want to go for top four and aim for top four, um, or even win any kind of trophy, I just don't think that a, a player of Harry Wings' standards kind of belongs in Spurs. Um, I know that's quite a harsh thing to say. No, but it's I, true. I just it's genuinely true. think he's like bang average. Like there's nothing otherwise to tell or like indicate that he is he's not an average. Um so yeah I, I think yeah and Ho- Hoybier is like quality um but he needs to be played in the right position and whatnot mm-hmm. and he needs the right people around him. Uh so I think they'll look at that and tweak that that part of the game a bit I think. Yeah, I would say so as well, because literally you've got Chelsea on the weekend. You may have a UEFA conference game this week, but I couldn't care less. But literally Chelsea on the weekend, they're playing now against Zenit St. Petersburg. You're playing them at home. 
So Nuno really has to pull up his socks again, like he did against Manchester City. But with with me, Harry Winks, um, when I saw him play a couple of times at Old Trafford, I saw him one time when uh, Man United played Spurs and we won 1-0. Martial scored a really good goal to finish it in the 80th minute or something. But Harry Winks was really good that day in midfield with Dembele, if I remember correctly. But the fact is, he hasn't really progressed his game, despite the injuries and the out-of-form touches that he's had. He hasn't really progressed his game in the last four or five years since I've last seen him. So it's quite odd to see why he's still at the club if he's there just to be a squad player. But he's had offers to go abroad, he's had offers to go on loan elsewhere. Oliver Skip, for me, is really coming through as the new kind of yeah. first-choice centre midfielder with Hjolba because Sissoko left Undombele just doesn't seem to get any game time because apparently his attitude is still all over the place under Nuno Espirito Santo. But, Adel, how do you see Spurs versus Chelsea going on the weekend? It's a Sunday 4.30 kickoff. Do you think Chelsea are really going to run rampant against the Spurs side or do you reckon Nuno can actually take it to Chelsea or, or it might just be a board draw? How do you see this game going? I think he'll set up the same way he did against City. Mm. But the only thing is he hasn't got Tanganga who had a really good game against City. And, he and Harry to... Kane wasn't playing against City as well. Yeah, and he had a complete moment of madness against Crystal Palace. Yeah, did you see that moment? It was literally going for Zaha's face. I was like, don't do this. You're a young man. You're going to get a reputation. You got a bad reputation the wrong way, man. That was awful for him. He already, you know, in City, he, he took his reputation up like three notches. And then yeah. he just destroyed it against Crystal Palace. Made no sense yeah. why he did that, just losing his head. I think it's just an overcome of emotions, really, for Tanganga. What would you reckon, yeah. Mo? Do you reckon it's something like that? Yeah, 100%. It gets quite heated, I think, sometimes. You don't really... Watching on the screen and whatnot, you don't really kind of sense it. But, mm. yeah, it gets quite a lot. Very heated, I think. Because who would go right back now? Because you haven't got um, Serge Aurier anymore, so it's going to be Matt Doherty, isn't it, at right back? That you'll be playing. Yeah, which which I'm a bit nervous about to be honest, because he's again, he's he's kind of a bang average player as well. Mm. Like from the entirety of last season, I didn't he didn't really have a standout performance whatsoever. Yeah. It's it's one of them things, isn't it? He was so comfortable at Wolves as like the right wing back. He was up and down the wings because he had that uh freedom to go up and down with the back three still sitting there. But in a back two with Spurs, he wasn't that and there was gaps all over the place. I remember a game against, I think Liverpool we played it and it was just all over the park and you could tell he wasn't really cut out for that level and it's just quite t- uh, yeah. sad to see really because you had uh, Walker and Trippier as right backs a couple of years ago and then now you've yeah. got Doherty and uh, Tanganga as your right backs because Aurier was released as well. Um, yeah. Let's get into some of these games. We'll do one game each because I've got like 20 minutes to go. We'll go in order actually. Wolves versus Brentford, um, Mohamed, how do you see this game going? Do you reckon Wolves are going to win at home against Brentford or do you reckon Brentford could kind of slightly get a, a victory against this Wolverhampton side? I, I think it's a Wolves win. Um, yeah, Wolves win. I've got a confidence in the lineup. Yeah, they were decent in their last game and they finally got their first points of the season uh, against Watford, I think they played against, which was good. Adel, your favourite side? Wolves. Burnley. Burnley okay. versus Arsenal. Last week on the podcast, he said Sean Dyke um, should be the manager of Arsenal. But now Burnley <laughs> are welcoming Arsenal to Turf Moor. So do, do you reckon Edu should be going into the boardroom afterwards to Burnley and be like, you know what, we want your manager? Because well, if, Burn- if Burnley do them, then yeah. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> I think they will. I think they will. Is that Turf Moor? I think they will. It's going to be good to see how Burnley do because Arsenal are a really good side to face when you're playing them at home besides yeah. Man United because we always lose to them, unfortunately. But it's going to be good to see how Burnley actually do. 
um, in, in this game because they've got Corne, who's a new sign-in. They they lost yesterday to Everton, 3-1, 3-0, I think. And it's just one of them things. that I like seeing the Sean Dykeshad against a big team. I know Arsenal aren't one of the best teams, but they're sort of big team to watch when they're on TV and they're quite fun to watch. So hopefully um, it'll be an entertaining game and see how it goes. A bit controversy here and there. Liverpool versus Crystal Palace. I think I'll go for this one. I think it'll be very easy to say Liverpool should take all three points. Crystal Palace have started well to the season. Their result against West Ham, their result last week against Spurs, obviously. Um, Liverpool, they did they did quite well. They had that horrible injury to Harvey Elliott. Um, if you saw when he like twisted his ankle, I think it was awful. Mm. That 18-year-old that uh, boy. But it's crazy that uh, Mohamed Salah is still scoring goals. Mane got a chance that he took out at the end of what, 16, 17 chances they had. And it was a good game from Liverpool against Leeds. And Thiago is really good as well. I think he's finally finding his feet in Liverpool colours. How do you see Liverpool going um, in the Champions League, Adil? Because I know that they're going to be playing tomorrow against AC Milan. But how do you guys kind of see Liverpool doing in this season's Champions League? That'll be another topic for this podcast. Let's go for it. Um, I, I don't think they'll actually win Champions League. Before. Really? Um, I don't think they will. Um, uh, but yeah, I think they'll they'll be up there. I just don't think they're strong enough you know, in comparison to like City and Chelsea, to be honest. Chelsea are a really strong side. I believe they are as well. I think they could be one of the teams that actually look to um, win the title and win the league, uh, the Champions League, because I think that they actually have the squad to do that. This was like a, a topic of conversation in the locker room in the gym yesterday. Oh my God. Why are you telling <laughs> us about your David Lloyd locker room secrets, Adam? <laughs> Is it, no, they were watching Monday Night Football and Gary Neville were discussing how good the English teams could be in the Champions League. And I kind of so, see I see it like that, to be fair. Like, I, I literally see it as like, we're the stronger teams. All four teams that we have in England can go all the way to the semi-finals. It can mm. be... We have four teams that are strong enough to be in the semi-finals. That's true. That like, is very true. Barring the four English teams, we four English teams. The only other team I see that are as strong are PSG. Maybe PSG, Bayern, Bayern Munich. Maybe Bayern Munich, yeah. But that's it. Juventus, are they in there? No, I don't see. I don't see Juventus. Juventus have been struggling. I don't think they I mean, can go far, to be honest. I mean, you got Allegri back as manager. He's a, he's a wizard, man. I know, but they've Simeone at Atletico Madrid is always a wizard with his team. Serie they, they look shaky. The goalkeeper looks shaky. The defenders look shaky. They're not creating anything. Nobody's scoring any goals for them. Yeah, a certain a certain Portuguese strike has left to go somewhere else yeah, in, in Europe. So. Like, who do they have left in strike now? Dybala and Morata and Kulusevski. Dybala's still in form as well. Dybala's way off form. He's not his usual self. He's he not looks perfect nothing. Self. Player that he is the only really goal scoring threat they have is Morata. And he's, he's not going to win your Champions League, Morata. <laughs> Poor guy, that's actually Pete. And there's still Real Madrid who are still on the come up as well with Ancelotti coming through again, going from Everton to Real Madrid. Real that's Madrid a bit crazy. as well, yeah. But you know, probably you could look at it and say the strongest teams when you look at the draw on paper, the strongest teams are the English teams. Yeah. And PSG. And PSG, which I would see. Um, speaking of one of those English teams, Mohamed, how do you see Manchester City faring up against Southampton on the weekend? Do you reckon Man City have it in them? Because we say this every year. Can Man City win all four trophies? <laughs> but this season, they're going to be without a recognised striker. And I still think that they're going to go in for these League Cups and the FA Cups like they always do. 
But I think in yeah. the league, they're going to be uh, tested differently this season. But how do you see Man City versus Southampton um, for this weekend? Uh, it's, a, it's a City win for me, I think. Mm. How do you see Man City in no, general again, no, Mohamed? No. How do you see that? Uh, I think they're strong. Um, they're, they're number nine. What's his name? Go- Torres? Jesus? Jesus. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Jesus. Jesus, Both he shall them, save though. you. He shall save you. Now nah, we're not doing no, 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 no religious oligarchy on this one. We're not doing that. I don't want to. I don't. I don't want this again. We had it last week. I'm not having this again. No, no, no. East side, no. I'm not going to say that. Get into trouble for it. I don't want to get into trouble with these religious groups, man. No, 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 no. Sorry, Gabriel Jesus, yeah. Jesus. That's how he pronounces it. Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. Um. He's he's doing quite well at the moment. Um. Mm. Bang them in in terms of like sources of gold. And I don't know whether he can consistently do that though, because he hasn't in previous seasons like consistently done that. Either. Um, it's so we'll see. Maybe maybe it gets to Christmas time, uh, January transfer window, and they buy a striker if they need one. Um, I won't I won't put it past City. Um, but if they did that and they bought a good striker, they could definitely convert at least. You reckon they'll go back in for Harry Kane in January? I think they'll go for Haaland. You think? I think they will. Buyback clause yep. and all of that. I think that's why they that's I think that's why they pulled out of Harry Kane. I think you know what? We'll wait until January, go for Haaland. There's no cup ties in the Champions League. Sign him up. Secure it'll be, our stri- it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, I I think that's I think that's their ploy. Uh Man City and Real Madrid are gonna be looking at Haaland as the next big striker. That's how I see it personally, because Real Madrid already had Mbappe rejected, so it's going to be odd to see if Haaland stays for another full season at Borussia Dortmund. He might do, but I don't see it happening with that whole release clause thing of what seventy-five million euros. It's a steal I, for someone like that. Is him going back for Kane? Nah, I don't. I don't. I think that Kane ship has sailed for me anyway. What about you, do you Mohamed? Reckon, do you reckon Kane would leave in January? I why not? I'm not too sure. To be honest. If City mm. went for him, yeah. why wouldn't? If by January and you're seeing Spurs in like eighth place and Man City at like second, it could be a thing where you could think Harry Kane would be like, you know what, I could get the goals in with Grealish, with Mahrez, with Sterling, with Ferran Torres, with Jesus all around me, just supplying him. It, it would be a done deal, I think. I think that would be, I think that'd be yeah. a good thing. But we'll have to wait and see who Manchester City go for, if they go for Haaland or if they go for Harry Kane. Um, Norwich versus Watford. Adil, how do you see this game going? Not uh, We don't care about this game, but how do you see it? Objectively, mm, Norwich bottom last. Watford, don't think they've done that well yet. In the they won against Aston Villa. Yeah, they won against Villa. They got a, they got a W. I think Watford go. Watford will get the win. Mm. <clears throat> Norwich is struggling. Yeah, I think, I think Norwich is going to be on the way down. A yo-yo yeah. club again. They haven't really shown anything different, especially against Arsenal. They didn't really show much difference from from what I saw. Anyway. Uh, Aston Villa versus Everton. I think Everton are going to win this game. I think Everton have been very well uh, managed this season by Rafa Benitez, Damari Gray, Andros Townsend coming into this team, changing formations ever so slightly as well. Has been good to see uh, Everton playing some different type of football, more attacking football and some quite fun football, I would say. Yesterday they did very well against Burnley. Andros Townsend scored a fantastic goal. And um, What do you guys think? Let's talk about Everton before we go on to our Sunday games. Because with Rafa Benitez as a manager, we've seen Ancelotti, we've seen uh, Martinez. Do we see Rafa Benitez being this guy that actually takes these shrewd signings 
and actually taking them to a European finish, so like a UEFA Conference League or a Europa League finish. Mohamed, how do you see Everton kind of going this season? Because they've done quite um, well so far from what I've seen. Yeah, um, I think it's a difficult one. Uh, I, I really don't know with Everton. I think it's they've always been a side where they've just been there and never really pushed. Uh, apart from last season, to be fair, they did have an awesome run at the beginning, didn't they? Um, That's what they are, though. They're they're a they're a purple patch team, isn't it? They're one of those teams that will play really yeah. well for a couple of months and then just die down or they just won't have the legs to go throughout the whole season because at the moment they're fourth but they're joint top on points with 10 points which is crazy they're only yeah. two behind on goal difference from being at the top which is insane but for me personally how I kind of see this this Everton team going is I think they they could finally actually challenge for a cup competition get to a semi-final get to a final of the league cup get to the FA Cup semi-final perhaps but you want to see something different from this Everton side. And they've got some really good players in there that have, haven't won anything. I mean, you've got some players that have done decent at international level, Calvert-Lewin being a runner-up in the Euros and everything. But realistically, you want to see them kind of doing a bit more than that with, with the team that they've got. I think Benitez can hopefully fire them to something greater than another just standard 7-8 finish. What do you think, Adam? Benitez looks like he's got, you know, it looks like he's got Everton playing. I know it's only four games in, mm. but there's just something about them. That, you know, I watched them yesterday. The way they came back, he looks like he's just got them ticking. But again, they might play well for like five or ten games and then they'll just drop off. That could be GG. Yeah, and you just see them then. But it's, it'll be interesting to see. You know, Benitez is a good manager. He's a very good manager. He's a good tactician as well. It'll be interesting to see how Everton, you know, go along, you know, as the season goes on. Because how the way I see it is, how do they kind of replace that um, that Hammers Rodriguez hole, that Gilfie Sigurdsson hole, and that's why his change of formation to three four three, which he did yesterday. It allows yeah. the wingers to stay forward. It allows the strikers to stay forward. Richarlison, it looks like to be a man in form who could easily be on his way off to a bigger club like PSG or Barcelona next summer or Demar- even in January as well. Demario Demar- was a shrewd sign-in. Just like just said. For 1.5 million, he looks like the best bit, bit of business in the no. whole world. Yeah, he's it could easily be the best bit of business. He scored in what? Four goals? He scored four goals now? Three mm-hmm. goals? Three goals in four games, I think. Andrews Townsend scored a screamer yesterday. <laughs> Amazing goal. Right? People what, were saying he was finished after his, him leaving Crystal Palace, but he's yeah. done something well, which is good. It's what he usually does, though. Whenever he scores, he only scores screamers. It's true. It really is. But he never scores an ordinary goal. It's just always a 30-yard rocket. It's like Nemanja Matic. It's not someone that scores all the time, but it will be a yeah. scorer of great goals, which, which is what but it is. With Everton, you have to really see you know, how they develop. We'll see how they do going forward as well because well basically my new manager is an Everton fan as well, so I'm like, oh I'll talk about Everton on my podcast for a bit. It'll be quite funny. And she'll be like, Yeah, I'll have to listen to the podcast. I I hope you listen to my podcast. They have a good manager of that team. I know he's a Liverpool manager, but they have a good they have a good manager in charge. The last time I saw Newcastle good was when they had Rafa Benitez as a manager. Yeah, exactly. Is just a quality manager. Townsend was playing then. Yeah. 
Benitez. It was honestly crazy. It was insane to see why Rafa B just goes all over the place. If he has a couple of years with the Everton side, it could be something special. I believe that yeah. with Rafa Benitez. Um, Sunday's games, uh, West Ham versus Man United. Uh, we'll, we'll just talk about how Man United are going to win 3-1 in this game. I think they're going to win. We're going to concede, <laughs> but I reckon it will be a fun uh, away game to West Ham. Last Ronaldo, season... Ronaldo Ronaldo will score again. Put me as your fantasy football captain is going to score again. Uh, it'll be something different. I think Greenwood will start because he was rested throughout the whole of today's game. He didn't come on as a sub or anything like that. So Greenwood, Ronaldo, Sancho, Fernandez, and see if Cavani's in the squad for that game. I hope he is. It'll be great to see Cavani and Ronaldo together. But even West Ham, they're going to be without Mikel Antonio. That's why I'm quite confident. Yes. I know we just lost tonight against Young Boys, but Mikel Antonio had a red card in the last game as well. So. Realistically, who are they going to have up front? Like Yarmolenko, maybe Ben Rama as a false nine. I don't really see it being any different from like a 3 1 win or a 4 1 win or a 2 1 win. So I think Man United are going to win. Um, Mohamed, what do you think about Brighton versus Leicester, which is also a two o'clock game um, on Sunday? I feel, I feel like a Leicester could nick a win here. Um, they're, they're, they're quite a strong side, to be honest. Um, mm. what, would, what are they doing in the last? Week? Leicester lost to Man City one year. Brighton are sixth. They've what what three wins out of four? So they lost one game. But they haven't really played anything anyone super good, have they? Nah. This is probably their biggest team that they've faced so far, Brighton. Yeah, I think they might they might struggle uh with Leicester, to be honest. I think they could yeah. definitely not nick, nick win there. It'd be good to see how Leicester bounce back after after that Manchester City game as well. Vardy someone that I, I think will be in the contention for Golden Boot this season. I think it's going to be quite fun to see how um, Leicester actually do. Because again, uh, they're in the Europa League this season as well, aren't they, Adil? So they're going to be someone that's yeah. going to be juggling Europa League with um, Premier League, just like West Ham are and just like Spurs are with the Conference League. So again, yeah. Spurs versus Chelsea. Uh, I think Chelsea are going to win. Spurs, I reckon they'll need to pull off a hell of a performance like they did against Manchester City. Again, without Tangangas and Matt Doherty, like we discussed earlier, might be the weak link for someone like Ziyech or Havertz to be or to be taken the tackle, but taken advantage of. But Romelu Lukaku versus your centre backs, Mohamed, how do you see that going? Do you see it being a one-way street for Lukaku? Um, not a one-way. Well, I mean, deep down, I don't think it should be one. <laughs> deep down, I know it might be a one-way <laughs> fight, but. My my head is telling me no that that it'll be difficult, but I I, I just believe that because I think Lukaku is he may actually bully Dyer to be honest if he's playing centre back. Yeah, if Dyer starts and it's going to be something where Dyer and Rodon start, it's going to be quite difficult for them to keep up with Lukaku strength wise, aerial wise, and pace wise as well. So. There's only a, yeah. a certain few centre backs I can see in this league really stopping this this Chelsea attack and. You would hope it would be a Spurs one if if Nuno goes for a back five like he did with Wolves, that could be an option. Playing extra centre back, having Doherty as his natural right wing back, and if Son is still out of the game um, for the weekend, have Lucas and Kane just up top, so you can actually just have a proper yeah. back five and just sit back. But we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Added your final thoughts on Tottenham versus Chelsea as we wrap up the the podcast. It'll be interesting to see how he sets up, and you know how they deal with Chelsea's midfield. 
Tottenham. Because Tottenham have yeah. Conference League as well, don't they, this week? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it'll be interesting to see how they deal with the Chelsea midfield and, mm. you know, the wide players and especially Lukaku. I think he'll have a few... I think he'll have a field day against those defenders. I'm yeah. sorry to say, but I think he will. Because <laughs> I, I don't see yeah. one of them quick enough, strong enough to deal with him. Oh, yeah, because you've got Emerson playing as well, who's a right back. But yeah. if Emerson Royale actually starts or Doherty starts, then it's going to be something where, um, like, do you play both of them and Doherty, like right wing back and Emerson as a right centre back? Just a keep up with the pace of Romelu Lukaku and with that free-flowing attack that they have with like rather Mount or Pulisic or Ziyech or Havertz or even Werner maybe as a second striker. Chelsea has so many options up front that they could actually take on you in so many different ways. Like tonight, I, I think it's... He will Mount. play the new signing, Christian Romero. It'd be yeah. nice to see Romero start. I haven't seen him play. I only saw him for Atalanta last season, but uh, Mohamed, correct me if I'm wrong, he hasn't even played a game for you not yet, has he? Unless he was in the mm-hmm. Conference League. No, he hasn't. I don't think he has. No, he hasn't. No, this, this is our final word. So, Christian Romero, if you do play, it'd be great to see how Christian Romero actually does against Romelu Lukaku. But I think Nuno just wants to settle him in and make sure he's, he's all okay because he wasn't even on the bench against Crystal Palace. So, it's quite sad to see how that went. But um, yeah. I'm off to football now. So, last question of the day for both of you. Yeah. How do you see Cristiano Ronaldo's season going? Do you reckon he's going to score 20 goals, 25 goals, 30 goals? but not win a title? Or do you reckon it's going to be something like 15 goals, but win an FA Cup? How do you kind of see the end of the season going? Early predictions, let's go. He's going to get I, goals. I, he's going to get goals. <laughs> he, for sure, he's going to get goals. How many? I don't know. I, mean, I, think, I definitely think he could get, get he's top, already. top goal scorer. Yeah. He is a natural proven goal scorer and he's been scoring multiple goals year in, year out. My prediction for this for this season is Manchester United will not win a trophy um, of any significance. I think we'll win the FA Cup or we'll win the League Cup. Ronaldo will score 25 goals this season, but I think it's just the fact that the rest of the team won't be up to his levels for the rest of the season because um, a couple of people said it, and I think I'm going to agree with them, in the terms that the other English teams in, in um, the top four in the European, Championship, uh, European Champions League they have the manager who has that uh, winning pedigree, that winning experience of winning a league title, winning a Champions League title, winning titles elsewhere in, in other countries. Our manager doesn't have that. As much as we love Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, he doesn't have that in him and the players don't have it in them. Minus a couple of them like Pogba, Mata, Varane, who've won World Cups, who've won European Championships. But if Ronaldo can get this team in a winning mentality, obviously I'm saying this after our game against Young Boys, it's quite ironic I'm saying that, but... Literally speaking, if we can focus on winning, 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 and it can change the mentality of this team going forward, that might be one of Cristiano Ronaldo's biggest successes in his career. And I think that will be one of his biggest successes in, in his lifetime. If he gets this team winning the Champions League or if he gets this team winning the Premier League, he should be considered the greatest of all time because he's 36 years old, coming into a brand new league, new league for him because he left in 2009, and is in a brand new team. And is the elder statesman in this team. I think he's one of the oldest players in the team besides Lee Grant or Juan Mata, I think. 36 yeah. years old. So it's going to be, yeah. It'll be like, uh, this is a shout out to my friend Neil. Neil was telling me about how an American football player called Tom Brady uh, moved to an American football team and he just took all of his wisdom and experience and he did the same thing last year in the Super Bowl. Uh, he won the Super Bowl for his team. I don't know about American football. 
Adam Sandler is my favorite American footballer, the water boy. We love it. <laughs> but yeah, that's yeah. my little closing statement on Cristiano Ronaldo. If he gets Manchester United to win a trophy, that will be his greatest achievement. Not all the Champions Leagues um, or the La Ligas that is won for Real Madrid. It will be this. Right, everyone. Thanks for coming on the podcast. I'm off to football. Mohamed, I'll see you later this week. Um, yep. but, but the restaurant for us, please. Uh, the Uranium place will oh, be good. Well. We'll get them to sponsor oh, us on our next, next podcast, which will be good. Adil, I'll see you next time at a Man United game. Get Villarreal tickets, man. Those, that's the game you want to go to. Forget Why? Villa. Forget Villa. Go to Villarreal. Bigger game. Why? Champions League Ronaldo. That's what we want to see. Champions <laughs> League Varane. That's what we want to see. Do we'll it. See. Do it. Palpatine we'll would, would say do it. <laughs> I'll send the memes later. Now I'll leave you, I'll leave right. you guys to it. Salam Take okay. care. Okay. Thanks, right. everyone, for listening. Bye.